This is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, uh, thank you for for coming in for the second hour for the early evening. You've done the late afternoon. Uh, we were going to go to Dave Columbus. We're going to try to delay that. We need to delay that because we've got our own Todd Benzman joins us, and the and the audience has missed Todd now for a couple weeks. Todd, you're you're in the Balkans. We got so many issues we got to talk to you about because of this huge fight that's going on still on Capitol Hill behind closed doors with the trade off on the southern border to this thing in. Uh, Ukraine, but you're you're kind of over there. You've been over in that part of the world. Tell us what's going on, particularly on this on the what is known as the migration crisis. Going on here in the Balkans, that is moving uh, voting populations all over the EU sharply to the right, uh, and forcing even kind of liberal uh, democratic uh, governments to. Uh, try to implement some pretty kind of Trumpian policies over here and float other policies that are definitely worth watching for our elections uh, coming up and our demo- our presidential candidates uh, who are out there stumping right now on this very issue. Uh, the, the kind of uh, uh, surges that they're experiencing here on the Balkan routes called the, the Western Balkan route, uh, we haven't seen since 2015, 2016. The reason is because the uh, a lot of the liberal EU countries have uh, taken on kind of Biden-esque policies in the last few years. No deportation. Everybody who shows up gets in. It's just like our border, uh, except that now we're starting to see electorates rebel against that. And I think that's interesting. And there's a lot of policies that are now coming up here that are kind of unique that uh, might be worth our presidential candidates and the Trump campaign and others to uh, start paying attention to. So uh, that's one reason why I'm over here. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. Talk talk to me about this for a second, because when you go back to when this happened last time was the Syrian civil war. And that's what led to the explosion that led to the open policies in that part of the world. Hungary threw down hard, said not going to happen. I think Poland did, too. What is the event that's called? Is it the collapse of Afghanistan? Is it the Hamas-Israel war? Why are you seeing a surge now? Well, there are three things. One is that Croatia joined the Schengen zone, which is the border-free region of the, of the EU where you don't have to have a passport or visa or anything. You can just drive right through all the border controls, border patrol, uh, just abandon their stations and you can just drive through. Uh, so they were able to kind of bypass the Hungarian wall now and go straight into Slovenia. Uh, that happened. The other thing that happened was that Serbia decided to just become a visa free nation and anybody could fly in. So they were, all of a sudden you had Cubans and Ecuadorans 
and people from Latin America flying into Belgrade and then going through the the uh, Croatian Slovenia route. And the last thing was there was an earthquake earlier this year in Turkey, Syria, that kind of devastated local populations who rebelled against these migrant populations saying, hey, you know, we need the resources now. Get out of our get out of here. And so a lot of those are were starting to pour through. So there was kind of those three things. Now we're starting to see liberal governments uh, start to do uh, pretty aggressive pushbacks. They forced Serbia to shut down their visa-free thing, and they uh, ordered the Croatians to start doing really aggressive pushbacks into Bosnia, and that's kind of starting to have an effect. Uh, but but uh, the longer-term issue there is what are they going to do with these liberal governments how are they going to uh, deal with the massive backlog of uh, deportation orders that they won't fulfill? Just like the Biden government, uh, the Europeans will not deport anybody. Uh, the Biden government will not deport anybody. And this is this huge uh, incentivizing uh, force. It's a magnetizing force, as you know, we talk about this all the time. Uh, so the whole EU is now considering something called the the um, new pact on migration and asylum. And I think that this thing has really got some ideas in it that are worth uh, watching and maybe uh, plagiarizing on our side of the Atlantic. I mean, really, illegal immigration, mass migration, whether it's happening over the Mexican border or over these borders, the same forces are at play, the exact same forces. If you let them in, they will come. Uh, so the question is, Is are we gonna keep letting them in? Are the Europeans gonna keep letting them in? Uh, or are they gonna start, start getting tough? Like uh, Italy just came up with a plan to, it's basically a remain in Mexico, except it's a remain in Albania. Uh, they cut a deal with the Albanians to, uh, have everybody get pushed back there from Italy to wait out their asylum claims in Albania, which is not an EU country. Uh, the EU is considering proposals like that with Tunisia, uh, with um, Morocco, with Libya, a whole bunch of those countries over there. They're like, you know, why can't we have an agreement like that with Panama and Costa Rica? Why can't we have agreements like that with uh, Ecuador and some of these other uh, countries, we, we, we have the leverage to uh, force them to do things like that, but I don't see any of our uh, presidential contenders even talking about things like what the Europeans are considering right now. So even the liberal Europeans are considering proposals like this because the conservative, the, the conservative parties over here are gaining tremendous strength, political strength, just ahead of elections next year. European Parliament elections, and some of the big national elections too. So the liberals are like, uh-oh, what are we going to do? Uh, and that's something that's worth watching as well, in my opinion. Talk to me about these populist parties on the right. This is because the, the basic taxpayer over there, the citizen over there, uh, they were welcoming at first, but it's just been too overwhelming. I mean, we saw this in the Netherlands with, with Gert Wilders, who had a little bit been on that's the back right. burner. 
for a while. That's right. Is that is are we seeing this across? Are we seeing, I saw Alternative for Deutschland is now leading in the polls at thirty percent over every other German party yes. to the fact that they're thinking yes. of banning the party, and they're a pure anti-immigrant. Is you're seeing this across the board in um, yes. in, in Europe? Absolutely. Uh, European populations are sick and tired of this. They've got, A, they've had terror attacks, bloody terror attacks from one end of the continent to the other for like six years straight. Uh, people who came in over the border from countries of national security concern to us, national security concern to them. Uh, the populations that they've been importing and not deporting are uh, involved in really unfamiliar crime waves, uh, the kind of crime that uh, you know that, that these countries are, have never had before. There, there's a resistance to assimilation. Uh, there is a tremendous drain on national budgets for uh, welfare and housing subsidies, and uh, the healthcare systems are all under incredible strain because of of the, these numbers that are coming through, uh, and they're, they're, they've had it. And the numbers this year, 2023, are the greatest that they've been since the migration crisis over here in 2015 and 2016. Uh, 330,000 uh, came in just in the first eight or nine months of 2023. Now, that, that's not, that doesn't seem like a lot for, for us. We have that in a month in the U.S., uh, but even that is enough to kind of tip the scales over here uh, for a lot of these countries, and that they're they're just going to have to. Are, are the people? Uh, I, I want to bring in Ben for a second from Rome, because but do people now? Is your sense they look at Hungary and Poland and places like that that took a hard line years ago, and they don't see them with these problems, and they actually think maybe the Orbans of the world are right after being demonized by the uh, the progressive press? You know, from the Guardian to the Times of London to the French papers, now they see France France on the verge of a civil war because of this. The the, the people now that, think yeah. Orban was maybe onto something. I think that's a resounding yes. I think that not only the Orban government, but you know the uh, the Polish uh, government as well has taken a really hard line. They built a, a a big long fence against Belarus, and they're not letting people in. They just push them back and say you're you're not claiming asylum here you're not getting in uh they've got fencing and all the rest of that yes uh you know they pay a lot of lip service to uh you know orban is inhumane and cruel and evil but man the hungarians do not have the the problems that all of these other eu countries have and i think that there is a little bit of um envy uh, uh about that and i think that that's what they want we are seeing right now this huge surge of, for example, Syrians. And when I say Syrians, I'm, I'm talking, I just read a, a, a UN report that somebody slipped me a couple days ago, uh, where they're, the vast majority, 90 plus percent of the Syrians that are coming in, and they're the largest numbers right now, are, are young, unmarried men uh, crossing in. Uh, and I've run into them. I've met them. Uh, you know, I was at a... Uh, gas station a couple days ago with a whole bunch of them that were being switched from smuggler vehicles into taxis uh, moving on on uh, through Sarajevo and on up. And man, I mean, those guys to me, 
I mean, they looked a little bit like, uh, you know, some of those ISIS uh, videos. I'm not saying that they were ISIS or anything, but that's the problem uh, with this particular population. And the more of those guys that start showing up over there, the more you're probably going to have some problems uh, and the more you're going to have sort of conservative voting blocks and parties win in these elections coming up. And the more policies that you're going to start to see uh, that we should that we should be talking about in the U.S. And that's just one of the reasons why I'm over here. I mean, we need new ideas. We've got to have some fresh ideas uh, for 2024, 2025. Uh, I'm just not seeing uh, I'm just seeing some of the same old ideas. And I think that they've got some some other ideas here. Uh, that, that, I mean, they're the Europeans. I mean, we, we can, we can plagiarize from the Europeans. They are, they're Western democracies. So, um, you know, why not, why not contemplate some of the things that are going on over here? Let me bring in, I want to bring in Ben. Ben, I know we got a lot to get to on Zelensky and other things, but I want your thoughts. You particularly saw Georgia Maloney who, who came uh, to power. We thought she might be another Salvini, but she definitely, wanted the EU money and really, I think, immigration in a hard line there became very soft. What do you think about Todd's assessment that you're seeing the rise of the populist right because of the uh, of the uh, of the softness on immigration and deportations of the existing power structure in Europe? Todd's analysis is absolutely spot on, Steve. That's exactly what's happening. Immigration is becoming uh, uh, an issue which is becoming the number one issue in more and more member states, as we see the fact that I think um, uh, one um, over over the 27 EU member states, um, four out of five member member states place that issue in, in the top three category. And that is only going to increase as this crisis gets worse and worse. In one way, however, in one way, however, Steve, we... Uh, populist nationalists are to some extent a victim of our own success here. One of the reasons this opposition to immigration isn't making itself clearer in the European context, it is at the national context, and the European context is taking time to filter through. One of the reasons that's the case is because in the European Union, you don't pay taxes. There's no direct tax as there is, for example, in the United States between the citizen and the federal government. There's no federal tax. Um, it's as if Americans only paid taxes to their states and the states gave a, a certain quota to, to DC. So that being the case, there is a disconnect, isn't there, between the, the European peoples, plural in peoples, um, and what the elected uh, representatives in Brussels are doing to make to to to, to add on for for, the, for terms of social burden, uh, the crime burden. These there's a disconnect between what they're doing and the fact that we're paying for that because we pay for it via our taxes at a national level. And I when I say that we're a victim of our own success, the reason for that, and it was something that the Brits of basically of all political persuasions uh, were pretty much solidly behind when we were still in the European Union is that we vociferously opposed the uh, the possibility of the European Union having a direct taxation 
on citizens. So that, so in one sense, we're, we're, we're victims here of our own success because people are definitely paying for this, the, the consequences of the immigration crisis, but they're not associating that extra cost um, in terms of taxation uh, going up and the cost of living going up. Um, then they're not associating that reality with what the uh, with what the decisions that they're making in Brussels. And I don't know what the way forward is on that, Steve. Um, how, how what the solution is for that? Do they have the the cultural flexibility like in the United States or like in France? It seems to me, it appears to me that France is hurtling towards some so, sort of internal domestic civil conflict about this. You've had the trials of like the beheadings. You've had, you know, you've had a mayor, you know, another mayor the other day that was almost attacked when, when she, it just seems like every day there are two or three things in, in the French media. And that's what the French media is. There's probably 50 things happening, but you're getting two or three every day. Is France and in the in inability to absorb or assimilate uh, the, the North African and Middle Eastern foreigners, uh, is, is it going to lead to, you think, a civil conflict there? Steve, you're, you're picking your words with, with a great degree of caution. Uh, but this is the sign of the times. That the, the, the Financial Times, the FT itself, has overcut you here. It said explicitly, we did this on the show about 10 days ago. They had an article and they explicitly spoke about the possibility of civil war. Um, and the, the context of that article is that, it, you know, if you had Macron and his globalist regime of all political parties on the one hand, if there were if there were to be a civil war, who would be on the other side? Well, reading between the lines in that article, it was suggesting the military would be. But I have to come back and, and push back on, on, on one part of your question. It's it's not a problem with the French state uh, that there are North Africans or people of North African origin um, uh, not assimilating. That is not a problem with France. France has bent over backwards. It's the it's the people themselves, the Moroccans, the Tunisians, the Algerians, and those. They don't want to assimilate. Um, they were already the numerical majority in Paris, um, and of course, uh, Marseille as well. Um, and as time goes on, you know, because the trends that Todd was just talking about so clearly, because those trends are going to exacerbate this problem, then the uh, yeah, quite reasonable. If you if you if you were of Berber um, uh, descent, Berber descent, uh, North African descent in in France, and you saw that, that 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 the people you identify with have the political strength, and and that um, uh, indigenous French, um, uh, of which between you and them there's there's a tension, a growing tension. And you could say they're on the back, they're, they're on the back foot and retreating. Why, Steve, would you want to start backing down? Once you start flexing your muscles and you start to realise the political power that you have, if you play the system well, and that's what that's what we're seeing now, certainly in France. But but France is France is basically uh, Paris. Um, uh, but, but the, the whole political philosophy of France is Paris. That it, it is so dominant in that country. Once you have that capital city, um, then of course, there's basically everything comes in play. So the question is, it's not a, a case, just to, just to reiterate this point, it's not a case that France has a problem uh, with assimilating its North African immigrants. It's that they don't want to assimilate. And of course, as, I, I'm, as I'm saying, why, why should they? Why would it be in their interest at this point to assimilate? 
That's a question that that, that, that the French don't want to have. They're not ready to have it. When they're ready to have it, it will be too late. Todd, uh, let me come back to you. While you've been doing this analysis in uh, in the Balkans, uh, the immigration and the invasion of the borders become top drawer debate here because they're holding hostage our sovereignty. They're holding hostage our citizens over this Ukraine money. They're so obsessed, and I think for dark reasons that'll come out on this impeachment trial, they're so obsessed with getting the $60-80 billion into Ukraine right now that they're prepared to have a actual discussion about stopping the immigration. Now, as you know, in the war room, we're adamant that th- th- that's all trinkets. It's all cosmetics. They got enough laws in the books. Uh, Johnson said it's got to be all of H.R. 2 or nothing. But in the Senate, are, are, walk our audience through at least what you've heard so far. Are they really offering anything? I know they're talking to many of the topics that you brought up to this audience over the last couple of years that nobody in D.C. seems to understand. But do you believe that this is real? I mean, the Democrats are coming, kicking the screaming in this. They're talking about us changes to asylum. They're talking about all the pardons that you talked about. They're talking about all the issues, Title 42, all of that. Do you think it's nearly enough? I'll believe it when I see it, man. Uh, I'm just incredible, uh, a, a, a great skeptic that the administration is going to really change anything. Uh, they may agree to do it, but then find all these loopholes and then not do it. So, I mean, to the extent that the uh, Senate can uh, leverage something like, hey, jumpstart deportations again. Deportations are kind of a normal uh, nation state sovereignty sort of thing. Uh, make people um, ineligible for asylum if they've already passed through a safe country and actually enforce that. Uh, make people wait in another country during the term of their asylum uh, adjudications. Uh, these kind of basic things uh, deport people, detain people like you're supposed to. Just The law says you just have to detain people. We have plenty of detention space in this country to create a deterrent effect. But I just... I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, I think that this administration really powerfully wants to get as many foreign nationals into this country as they possibly can in the next year in case they lose. Uh, They just want millions more people. We're looking at like 10 and 12 and 14,000 a day now, just like the intelligence community Uh, predicted uh, last year repeatedly. All those predictions are completely true because everybody gets in. uh, And I think that's what they want. It's it's very intentional and they want it so badly that I don't think that they're going to follow through with any agreement. I'm skeptical about that. So So you would tell Langston and these guys that that negotiate, you're you're wasting, you're telling the Senate guys are there all the happy talk you're hearing, you're saying you're just wasting your time. Even if they agree to something look impressive, you're wasting your time. They have to have a lot of accountability mechanisms built into this thing, or they're just going to get loopholed uh, to death. Uh, that's what these guys are really good at. You know, we, 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 we are going to um, do this policy, but, uh, you know, to, if they don't do it to the exact letter of the policy, it's not going to work. So there has to be accountability mechanisms b- baked into this thing really, really prominently, 
or just it's all going to be lipstick on a pig. <laughs> uh, Todd, so, I had first off, right before I let you go, what's the worst? Is it a bigger crisis in Europe right now, or is it a bigger crisis in the United States? No way, man. The U.S. is the worst thing going in. I think what's happened to the U.S. might be the worst uh, mass migration crisis in like modern history. I can't think of a, maybe there was something in, in the seventh century or something like that. But I mean, you know, these, the Europeans are getting, you know, they had 330,000 this year, which is a threefold increase from last year. Uh, so it's three times the amount, but we get that in a month, man, over the U S border. That's like, you know, uh, you know, breakfast for uh, the breakfast hour for us. So, uh, but it is interesting to watch, and you're seeing a lot of conniptions over here in European politics with some interesting policy ideas. So, I'll be back to our border before too long, uh, because that thing is just, we're, we're, yeah. No, it's, it, and we need you now more than ever. Where do people go to get? Uh, where do people go on social media to get you? Sure, I'm at uh, Benzman Todd Eck on X and Todd Benzman at Getter and I'm on Truth Social too. I just published a big, my first big piece on this in the American Mind, which is a Claremont Institute publication. First time to publish with those guys. Uh, and there'll be much more coming as uh, I get time. I'm going to Poland next in the next couple of days. So. Well, Todd, fantastic work and um, Godspeed and uh, stay safe. Thank you. As normally happens on a uh, Friday, we're going to be uh, tight on time. But when we come back, I want to make sure everybody also the inextricably linked nature of the invasion of our country and, of course, the decline of, uh, of America's currency. I want to make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Tomorrow morning uh, in the uh, morning show, I'm actually going to have Philip Patrick we're going to be walking through the converging forces that are happening that drive the price of gold. But as importantly, this new announcement over the last 48, 72 hours about what the Federal Reserve and the Treasury is doing to flood the zone with liquidity, flood the zone with liquidity to actually throw gasoline on the fire of inflation. So we're going to break all that down. That's the morning show tomorrow. Remember, we will be uh, we're still going to be in Washington, D.C., but we're going to have uh uh, Mo is going to be there, Jane Zirkel, and uh, Natalie Winters are going to be live at AmFest for the first kickoff. We're going to be there Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. So make sure you go to birchgold.com slash Ben. And we return Ben Harnwell. we got some Ukraine. we got some right-wing politics in Europe. We've, uh, and by the way, talking about Zelensky and the Republicans, Dave Clements here with a big special announcement. Mike Lindell is going to join us. Stick around on a Friday in the war room. It can happen anywhere. Fires, hurricanes, tornadoes, mudslides. Regular cell phone service is fragile and can go down in an instant. Just ask the folks out in Maui. And when that happens, how will you contact your loved ones? That's why you absolutely need a satellite phone. Regular cell phones cover less than 8% of the Earth's surface. But with your sat phone, if you can see the sky, you can make a call. 
It's got 100% global coverage, ensuring you're always within reach. Your calls are secure and private. No one's eavesdropping. Even the U.S. military trusts these phones to communicate securely. Your text messages encrypted. Only the intended recipient can read them. Everything you do with this phone is 100% private and 100% secure. Right now, War Room's trusted partner, Satellite Phone Store, is giving you a free and Marsat satellite phone with a 12-month plan if you go to sat123.com slash Bannon right now. That's sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon right now. Be ready for anything, earthquake, wildfires, terrorism, anywhere on Earth with your new satellite phone today, as well as your free bonuses. Visit sat123.com slash Bannon and use code Steve50. At checkout for free activation or dial 855-980-5830 to snag your free Amarsat satellite phone today. That's sat123.com slash Bannon code Steve50 or call 855-980-5830. There's a lot to be nervous about out there. Open social media or turn on the news and all you see is crime and societal decay. A lot of people just run out and buy a gun, and then it sits in a safe. If there's ever an emergency, they're not going to be prepared and run the risk of hurting themselves or others. There's no way around it. You need to train, and you need to train often. Unfortunately, it's time-consuming to go to the range, assuming there's even one nearby, and ammo prices are through the roof. iTarget was invented so you could practice anytime in the safety and convenience of your own home. Simply download the iTarget Pro app, load your caliber-specific laser bullet into your firearm, and start training. Practice alone, compete with friends, or use it to safely train friends and family who are new to firearms. Go to iTargetPro.com and get 10% off at checkout when you use offer code Bannon. This is the smartest, safest way to train, which is why competitive shooters trust Dry fire training as part of their regimen. Get yours today. That's the letter itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon. itargetpro.com. Action, action, action. For War Room veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in extreme short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical, that's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. 
That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Um, like I said, Philip Patrick's back with us tomorrow. You're going to want to uh, see this uh, to talk about the converging forces that are happening and why gold is now more than ever a hedge against turbulent times. And if you just heard Todd Benzman, and we're going to get a wrap-up here by Harnwell on immigration, they're going to get more turbulent. Todd Benzman's talking about 12, 13, 14 million illegal alien invaders by the time uh, the Biden uh, regime is finished. Those are mind-boggling numbers. Make sure you go to Birch Gold dot com slash Bannon to get to understand all of it, understand currency, understand geopolitics and the interaction between both. Uh, ben Harnwell, uh, we're kind of pressed for time. I got Dave Clements Lindell. Uh, we got about 20 minutes here in this half hour. I want to um, talk to you about first off, you got real thoughts. You've been on top of this for years is one of the reasons that we set up the Rome uh, Bureau was really because of the Salvini and the Everything was happening on immigration, Brexit, all of it. G- give me your assessment of this. Um, just to come back at the point that Todd was saying just before the break, there is a difference, a substantial difference between immigration, the crisis um, in here in occupied Europe and in the United States. Firstly, I wouldn't trust remotely the figures that are coming out of the European Union in terms of uh, the, the official numbers of, of illegal immigrants migrants, invaders um, coming into the EU. I wouldn't believe them at all. Uh, Empirically, just walking around with your eyes open, um, they're they're simply not true. The the crisis is far, far greater than than what the authorities are admitting to. Um, There's another difference, fundamental difference, uh, a qualitative difference between the EU and the US. Now, I'm not going to do a a Jeb Bush thing that, 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 that immigration into the United States is an act of love. However, the people that you're coming that are coming into the, to America, if they're overwhelmingly from, say, um, Latin America, and um, they're not people who are coming in that uh, w- with a contempt and a hatred for Americans, and um, they're coming in largely as economic migrants illegally, but as economic migrants for, for a better um, quality life. Now, obviously, there's a political debate to have because you know. Obviously, as, as everyone knows, um, that's going to pull down uh, the quality of life of your own working class uh, uh, population um, quota. Okay, the people coming in to the European Union aren't primarily coming in as economic migrants in the sense that they want jobs and they want better opportunities than what they have in their own countries they're coming in firstly for the welfare and the benefits um and they're also coming in with a burning hatred and contempt for for europeans for the traditional european uh, peoples uh, and that is a fundamental difference because at some point in the future once america has got its act together has built the wall started kicking people out the people that you've brought in in many generations it will be uncomfortable but there's every chance that they will become in 50 years or 100 years, as regular as American as, as anyone else. That's not the case here in the European Union. That's why it is really existential. Uh, and you can you can see clips 
on, on all the social media on, on the on the London on, on the underground and all the capital cities. Um I don't need to go into it here. There is an absolute oil and water uh, situation going on in here here in Europe. And that is why I would suggest the situation here in, in Europe is far more existential uh, with regards to immigration than it is in America. I, I just wanted to say wow. that because, because I think for... we're going to see that difference. Yeah, as no, time no, goes no. That, that's a, that's, that's makes sense of what these videos show. Hang on for one second, Ben. We'll come back to you in a second. Got you. Let me take uh, Mike Lindell. Mike, I know you got to get back to the uh, to, to what's happening at the company, but I my people's heads are blown up about the great deal you've given the Warren Posse. I just want to make sure everybody understands it because there's a time limit to this. You've gone out of your way cutting deals to make this happen. Uh, talk to me about it. Yeah, it's uh, we're doing it exclusively for the War Room Posse, everybody. Um, we are giving exclusive free shipping. And in and you know, 100% guaranteed in time for Christmas. So we're doing this through Monday. My employees are got they they're all on board. They're working all the way through the weekend to get your orders out. Everybody use that promo code War Room, and you got there. You see, you have 60% off the uh, the uh, Giza Dream Sheets. Everybody, or, I mean the 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 My Pillow um, Down Comforter, 60% off. You have the nine dollar and ninety nine cent. Uh, go anywhere pillows, but the big thing everyone's talking about is the flannel sheets, everybody. You get the flannel sheets. We got more of them in. All the sizes are there right now. Call right now. Or call the number on your screen, 800-873-1062, or go to the war go to my pillow backslash war room. Go to use that promo code war room. You'll get those flannel sheets in time for Christmas. And your whole order ships for free and guaranteed by Christmas. So all of our thing, we have blankets. Remember, we have over 320 products now, um, and you guys can just do all your Christmas shopping right now. There's the, the by the way, the My Pillow slippers. They go off sale on Monday. They're done on Monday, everybody. So everything's lining up perfect for the War Room Posse. Free shipping, guaranteed by Christmas. Uh, the uh, so you got. So this don't is, forget about the this My is expedited. Mike, 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 Mike is pick, picking up the tab for the expedited yeah. shipping. If you order between now and Monday, and and the team there is going to work throughout the weekend and make sure everything ships, 800-873-1062. Talk to one of the operators or go to the site, mypillow.com, promo code Warham, specials only for the Warham Posse. Mike, yeah. tell me about the beds. Yeah, the beds. We have the MyPillow beds, everybody. Get yourself a MyPillow bed. The MyPillow beds, you cannot beat them. They're 100% made in the USA. It's the best bed you will ever sleep on. Get yourself something for a Christmas present. The best the best present of all. Remember, if you're waking up in the morning with those aches and pains, you need a different input to get a different output. Uh, that's the MyPillow mattress toppers and MyPillow beds. You cannot beat them. 100% made in the USA. You guys, and by the way, the MyPillow 2.0, everybody, 50% off. Get those in time for Christmas right now. Your whole entire order ships for free. 100% guaranteed by Christmas. Okay. MyPillow.com, uh, promo code WARM, or 800-873-1062. Tell the operators when you're talking to them, we got their back. We're not going to let the IRS take their jobs away. Mike, if you can hang on for a second, we got a very special uh, announcement we're going to do. I want to play the trailer. Dave Clements, uh, we have a special announcement. A blockbuster new film is coming out. Let's go ahead and play the, uh, let's go ahead and play the trailer. We'll, we'll bring uh, Dave Clements on. 
there's still a disconnect with most Americans that don't associate what happened on November 3rd, 2020 with January 6th. But the reality is everyone that's rotting in there right now is in there because of what happened on November 3rd. Did you have confidential human sources dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol on January the 6th prior to the doors being opened? Again, I had to be very careful. It should be a no. But how do you change that government when our politicians are selected rather than elected? When everyone is too scared to talk about the slave master that made it all possible? It's an act of psychological warfare that you do to prisoners of war. We didn't know where we were going, why they were moving us. So while the J6ers wear real chains, we continue to wear invisible ones. Oh, how I dream of breaking through the feed that keeps us asleep. What I'm saying is nobody's following the federal law, including the vendors. In China in particular, they advance persistent threats. Some of them are massive organizations, larger than many US defense organizations. You're talking about advanced persistent threat level players. On a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the most difficult, how easy is it to hack into these systems? Can I go to a 0.5 instead of a one? Across the country, when you've got systems that are in use in these elections and you can't look at them, it's beyond belief. Absolutely, it was stolen because it never should have been certified. In the simplest of terms, we use proprietary machines that use programs to steal, shuffle, dilute, and plunder our most valuable property interest, our votes. If Donald Trump's providential, aren't you providential? Ask yourself why you're here. We are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. You cannot say that this went well. Those are lost votes. There's something wrong with our system. I hope you want to tip. Today, I am here to overturn the money changers' table. This is a battle of good and evil, and there will come a day when you will sit before a higher judge. Not only will we win, but I will spend the rest of whatever years I have on this earth with my wife, with my children, praising God. And I'll encourage them and admonish them, you better keep this alive, keep the memory alive, because I don't want to go back to hell. Welcome to The Resistance, uh, Let My People Go is the new film. Uh, I'm going to bring Mike Lindell in for some comments in a second, but I want to talk to the filmmaker, Dave Clemens, the professor. Talk to us about this. Why Why is it coming out now? How long does it take you to make it? Give people the details uh, about it. You're going to be, I guess, out in Amfest with us and other places. Mike Lindell is going to join us. Walk us through. What, what do we have here? And why is why it should be of such interest for this audience to take time over the holidays to watch it? Well, let me just say that I think it's the most important film of the year, and it's not because I'm working on it. It's because we have to understand what we're up against in order to improve the terrain for Donald Trump in 2024. And uh, the, the film has been in the making in my head for the past three years. I've done over probably 300 evidentiary presentations at this point, hours long in 47 states. 
and I'm just always wanted to see if I could condense what I know from all the experts I've consulted with to get it to the American people. Um, but from the beginning, it was basically June of this past year, and we have just worked nonstop to get you this film, and I'm extremely proud of it. But it, it will get into the, the psychological dimensions of how propaganda is throwing us off course when it comes to true, meaningful election fixes. There's obviously a spiritual dimension. The, the film's called Let My People Go. How did we get here? But the heart of the film is the mechanics of how our elections are being subverted. And unlike 2000 Mules, which was a fantastic documentary, it showcased a microcosm of elections. This movie takes you through the entire system and destroys the myths systematically. And unlike other films that kind of leave you in the lurch where you're like, well, I guess we're screwed. Well, what do we do? Uh, this will give you a prescription for hope. Uh, the people that have watched the film are energized and they're ready to do something about it. Let me, uh, before I bring in Mike, you know, I've always said Mike's the machine guy, I'm the mail-in ballot guy. Although you walk through and, and there's like this amazing industrial film in the middle of this that explains kind of all of it to you, even to people that are low information about this. Given that, <laughs> when I saw it, I screened it with Mike. I, I don't, here's what I don't understand. I still don't understand how the Murdochs, and because, you know, I'm honest with you guys, I'm honest with Mike all the time. It seems to me that the, 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 the machine companies are running the tables. I mean, every time I turn around, it's another victory. Every time I turn around, it's the Murdochs writing $800 million checks and not putting up any defense. If this, and this is why people have to see this film, you will be blown away. You're going to see an aspect, and it's tied together. J6, the stolen election, all of it. But the part about actually the process in the system is done in such a sophisticated way. And what I mean by that, simplified so people can understand, anybody can understand it. You sit there, Dave, and you go, and this is the first thing I ask Mike, how did the Murdochs write an $800 million check? If this is true, how did the most powerful news organization in, on the conservative side write almost a billion dollar check if this information is accurate? Well, I, th I think first and foremost, if you're talking about who selects or allows the most powerful person to take hold of the White House, is $800 million really that big of a paycheck? And I, that might sound shocking to you, but we're talking about one person who can shape the fortunes of the world's economy in, in a way that no one, no one else can do. And Trump was taking a wrecking ball to the system as constructed for a four-year period. And so I think this is just the cost of doing business. Can we get back to the old days of Paul Ryan? Can we get back to the insider trading? Can we get back to empowering the elites? And it was the size of that check, if you will, that gave the, the radical left and the rhinos a, a talking point devoid of substance, which is, see, you don't have to worry about the machines. Fox News settled. But they settled with absolutely no, no examination of vital records. And that's the shocking thing. So I think this is akin to major financial crimes where the SEC can, you know, uh, find someone for, you know, 20, 30 million dollars. And it sounds like a lot. But this is after everyone's gotten their golden parachutes and they're going to retire into the sun. It's very similar to that. Mike, let me bring in here for a minute or two. Uh, I know you were blown away when you saw it. I would think of any individual in the country that has spent more of his fortune, more of his time, more, more passion, more heart, 
maybe just in back of Dave Clements has been Mike Lindell. Uh, you were blown away when you saw this. Tell the audience why. Because you, I, know, was, I mean, you've spent three years of your life on this. Why were you blown away by this film? I was blown away that it was. Uh, it's so easy to understand now for everybody. We've been trying to get the, you know, here's the evidence, here's the evidence. It's hard to comprehend how vast, how horizontal the cheat goes, the steel goes, uh, encompassing all these different uh, computers and whether it's whether it's early voting, uh, the registration voter computers, the polling books, the tabulators, they're all tied in together. And, and I think uh, the professor just does the most amazing job of putting this all into... Uh, easy to understand and tie and also tying January 6th to November 3rd. Of course, they're tied together. And um, you bring another good point you bring that, that uh, he brings up is the uh, is uh, is educating everyone that this is, you know, this is a uniparty thing. This is a this is a this is our problem as a people. This is not a um, a Democrat or a Republican problem. This is all of our problem. This is the biggest problem. Everything comes from a stolen election, or in, if you don't have elections, if you have selections, it's over. And we and we've got a solution. Yep. We've got this is going to open up everybody's eyes. It's just amazing. I was so blown away and so longing for it. It's perfect you, you, timing. You know, in you, know what, you, you 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 bring a great you bring a great point up. That's a uniparty. I never really understood why Klobuchar and 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 Edwards and these people, uh, not Edwards, but uh, Pocahontas, made such a yeah. big deal about this. Until I saw the film, then it then it hit me in the solar plexus. I said, "Oh, now I understand why the Democrats were out there first when right. when the Republicans never say anything about it. It's that powerful." Uh, Dave, we only got a couple of minutes. I, here's what I want: How do people get to the website? How do people get to where they can order this and where they can watch it with their friends and discuss it afterwards? I know you got a bunch of stuff going on about uh, study groups and action groups and all that, but what we just want the first is to make sure over the holidays. As many MAGA uh, at first see this, and of course we'll expand it out from there. So where do they go? Well, this is great news for the War Room Posse because everything that we're doing is is built into the system. So, and you can have many options. You can buy a DVD. You can buy a uh, Blu-ray disc. You can buy your own electronic uh, ownership of, of of a stream. You can gift electronic streaming to other people that you want to watch the film and you can buy as many of those as you want human sources dressed as trump supporters inside the cap percent off of the digital purpose uh digital uh screening of the film so uh, you're looking at once you put in that promo code a cut to about 10 bucks so for a new release that you get to own the entire digital copy watch as many times as you want uh, this is probably about $15 cheaper than the marketplace. And, and we priced it that way because we, we know this is an activist film. We need people to get behind it, uh, buy copies for other people, encourage them to watch it. Can't stress this enough. Uh, our our republic depends on people informing themselves and doing something about it. And you said something very, very interesting in a post recently, Steve, that I, I resonated with, which is you talked about Mike Johnson you know, sharing his his belief system, his his biblical worldview, but without human agency, who cares? And so this film is a shot across the bow for all the people out there, whether you're men and women of faith, whether you're agnostic, we have to have action. And this film really gives you a prescription, not to just talk about this, not to just, you know, watch and observe. It demands action. Can I go to a 0.5 instead of a 1? Across the country, when you've got systems that are in use, 
of the digital uh, copy and you get substantial savings on the DVD Blu-rays if you want to go that route. Dave Clemens, thank you very much, brother. Look thank forward to seeing you in AmFest. Mike, we got about uh, 45 seconds. I want to, I want people also to go to my pillow. Where do they go? Why do they go? Yeah, everybody, mypillow.com. There's no other better time in history. The best specials in history, but we've added to it exclusive for the war room. Free expedited shipping. I'm paying it for you. Free shipping guaranteed by Christmas, everybody. You can't beat that anywhere in this country. These are the best Christmas by gifts way, ever for the best prices yes, ever. ever. Mike Lindell took it to heart when I said you're Santa's helper. You really are Santa's helper. Make sure you go there today. Mike Lindell, thank you very much, and thank you for helping Dave Clements on this on this film and getting it out. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, we're going to be live, Washington, D.C., but also tapping into our team at AmFest. And Philip Patrick is going to join us. See you back here tomorrow at 10 a.m. in the war room. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.